When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you on an overcast uh, Wednesday. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to our buddy out west, uh, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, where it was 91 degrees in the afternoon what? yesterday. It got to 91, apparently, in the, uh, the, the weather that came through here late in the afternoon. It warmed up appreciably. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it was even to another uh, level over in Lincoln. But uh, spring football's over, and Hoiberg's got a bunch of assistants to uh, replace. We thought we'd catch up with our guy, Sip. We'll do that at 10.30. At 11.05, David Eicholt, again, Iowa, uh, the uh, football program, provided a media avail yesterday. So we'll see what, if anything, came out of the opportunity uh, to speak with some of the players with David Eicholt. Uh, the basketball schedule was released yesterday. Did you see that? What do you mean? I was. They filled in a lot of dates. Oh, okay. Basketball schedule wise, um, I saw the date for the Iowa State game, and I can't remember what it is. Well, we'll find it before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's eleven oh five, David I. Colton, then Cappy. Eleven thirty, we will head to Chicago and catch up with the Capman Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cappy, White Sox win, Cubs win, big day on the uh, diamond for both of the local teams. One of them was their home opener. Uh, that was the White Sox and the behind Suzuki's two home runs. <laughs> It's all they needed. It's all they needed as they beat the Pirates, and the one of the stories continues to be this Cubs start so far as their. Pitching staff, both starters and bullpen, with the exception of Jesse Chavez, who stunk on Sunday after a terrific outing by Stroman. Um, but uh, anyways, we'll talk Chicago sports with Cappy. I watched your twins last night for a while, mm-hmm. Chris Archer. Uh, I wanted to watch him, Trent, because this was, I mean, he was as good as there was for a very brief period of time. But when he was, you know, beginning his career and when he, uh, before he uh, was traded from Tampa Bay and one of the, uh, uh, I mean, it's like a Herschel Walker, Dallas Cowboy, Minnesota Viking type of trade. That bad uh, for uh, for Tampa Bay. But he was really good, and he was good last night. Came bouncing off the mound after he finished his four innings of work. But the Dodgers, man, that lineup. It just it's keeps just coming. embarrassing, isn't it? Tight game, and then yeah. they got to the bullpen. Yep. one nothing Twins, 1-1. And then they got to the bullpen, and uh, that Dodgers team—it just—it's oh. stacked. It's—they're so good. Mm-hmm. And if they just get pitching, they're going to be runaway favorite again. Yeah, 
playoff baseball will be different. We got a long, long oh, season in front of us, and but, I'm all for it. Take your time. Yes, absolutely. Well, not take your time because that pushes football back. But I love baseball. You love baseball, so we're good with it. And we'll see Paddock today against the Dodgers. Yes, Kershaw for the Dodgers. Uh, by the way, the Royals Cardinals has already been postponed. Has it? Yep. That game it was announced. Oh, probably about nine thirty or thereabouts. That they will not attempt to play that one today. I saw Pool Hosko deep last night. Boy, I was bouncing around. Watched Arnado was back to back shots. I happened to tune in right at the right time. Uh, as Arnado hit a home run and Pujols followed him and he put one into the left field seats. And as you would anticipate, the fans went absolutely bonkers for their guy who hadn't homered at their stadium since 2011 wearing a Cardinal uniform. I saw Marmal, the uh, new manager for the Cardinals. He was talking a little bit about his career and, and growing up and some of the things that he did. He's a very likable kid. Is he? Yeah. I, I wonder I really, how he got the job. You know, he, Part of the organization yeah. for a long time, beloved by the the players that were there, and I think that was a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. But you can see how that guy definitely rubs off. And just you know, a two minute clip that I saw him talking uh, yesterday, I said, okay, I get it. I can see yeah. that at least on the surface of uh, what this guy is going to be. But Cardinals, and and how about Pujols? Is it going to be just waiting for him to? To get to a magical number, you know, I don't know, Trent. I brought it up yesterday with uh, with, with Matt Snyder. Um, you know, if it doesn't go well, and look at his home run yesterday, the fans went crazy. And mm-hmm. Yadier Molina, who didn't start, he came bouncing out of the dugout to greet his guy. I, I kind of likened it to a season long farewell tour for for those two and and, and Wainwright, but maybe there's more there. Yeah. Look, he hit what did he hit last year? Fifteen, seventeen home runs. Last year, after he got out of uh, well, one part of L.A. and went across, left Orange County and uh, went over to the uh, Dodgers, and I was he was really good. So um, not really good, but he he held his own. They he had some with pop. That. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see uh, with those Cardinals, but no Cardinals and Royals today. But the basketball last night, I think we have to start there with the NBA opening night of their. I guess they're not calling it playoffs yet, but the play-in round mm-hmm. uh, to get to the playoffs. The early game, um, like I thought, Cleveland and, and Brooklyn. It was forty to twenty after twelve minutes. It felt it was over. It was over, which, which I thought was you know what you don't need to watch this. Go watch baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, and I was surprised. Um, you know, checking in on periodically, Cleveland covered, and they got a lot of shots. This Brooklyn team, I know they're. Yes, they're a seven seed now, mm-hmm. as they're officially in, and they'll get Boston. But yeah. as an underdog, Boston's favored in the series, and it's but a tight line. Yes, and it is. Yeah, it's they're not good defensively, and as good as Kyrie is, and as good as Durant is, they're not deep. Yeah. They're terrible defensively, mm-hmm. and I know there's still people that are betting on them, betting on them to win the series, well, to win the just, East. I think you just hit the nail on the head, Kyrie and Durant. I mean, Trent, these kids are these kids aren't kids anymore. <laughs> no. These guys are special. They are. They're special. Durant might be the best player in the game. It's still a team game, though. I know. Just, I get it. I'm with you. They let him. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's Seth Curry didn't make a shot yesterday. A bad Cleveland team. Right. True. Hang Absolutely. around yes. in that one and get back into it. And there were opportunities for Cleveland to even get closer. Mm-hmm. Same thing as you. The limited time that I was watching is it was baseball until we got to the T Wolves. Right. But I, I can't buy into the Nets. I get the talent. I understand mm-hmm. being enamored with them. But what, is KD going to play forty four minutes a game? You can't do that and get yeah, to the finals. I don't think so. In today's bat, I just even with the time off, I don't mm-hmm. see a path there. I might have egg all over my face because ultimately, talent wise, we know before injuries last year in the playoffs that Nets team was cruising. 
Yeah. They, they were going to and it been not, and, and as we said, or not, you know, we repeated one of the great lines of the playoffs last year. If we wore a size 12 instead of a size 13, yep. that shot counts. His, his toe's not on the line to three right. Right, instead of a two, uh, which would have made a big, big difference in that basketball game. It was that close a year ago. Yep. I just there's something about him. I don't know, and maybe it's the unlikable kind of KD. He's a basketball guy, but boy, he's an unlikable figure. Is social media is that what you mean? Yeah, the mm-hmm. going after people, the burner mm-hmm. accounts, just how he doesn't have the thickest skin. No, not at all, and that's fine in yeah. its own right. But there's just something about him. It's hard to put your finger on him. For me, boy, he can play. Yes, he can. <laughs> he can play. And if it's strictly basketball, he is so much fun uh-huh. to watch. But there is, and especially in the NBA, there's more than just what's happening between the lines. Mm-hmm. And he's unlikable. And then you go with Kyrie, who takes that to another level. Oh. And, and he is—he couldn't miss yesterday, though. You got to give him credit. Eleven for, that. for eleven early it's unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. I flipped over at that point when he hit his eleven shot, and they're they're saying it's not like he's just hitting layups, right? No, he wasn't. These yeah. are jumpers. Yeah, the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more than anything I'm rooting against them, and that's kind of what's leading me down this path, but I'm not putting money on them. Mm. I'm, I'm not backing that team right now just because of the depth of the team and what it's going to take to even start with Boston. Yeah, Williams is hurt, and they're a different yep. team, but still defensively. This team, we're not talking about a sample size. Go back to March 15th. This, right. this has been four right. months yep. now yep. that this has been the best defensive team mm-hmm. and the best overall team in the Eastern Conference. And everybody, eh, It's Boston. Nobody's buying in. They got Tatum that can go toe to toe with anybody offensively. They got that score. They're a good team, Trent. I'm jumping on the Celtics. Are you? I'm, I'm going to play that series price. Uh, and it's not a big one. It's like what about a buck fifteen or yeah. something like that. And I've seen it to. all over the place. Have I, you? I think FanDuel actually had the Celtics pretty significant this okay. morning. I think like minus one forty. It jumped after the Nets last night were like. Minus 105, yeah. a slight favorite in that one. So, Speaking of FanDuel, they won the state of Iowa, sports betting-wise, in March. Did they? Yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah. FanDuel is killing them. Uh, DraftKings was right there mm-hmm. with, with them, and um, but but FanDuel won the state. It was a remarkable month of March. Up 44% March 2022 over March 2021. We had two teams in the NCAA tournament. That helps. That helps significantly. And right? we had a real NCAA tournament. And we had a real end. Yes, yes, we did. It, yeah, good point. I never thought of that aspect of it. Uh, I, I just credit it to the having two teams. But I think you're right. I think that that has a lot to do with it. We were back to the Thursday through yep. Saturday yep. or Sunday no Monday schedule. Monday wraparound. Yep. The Friday through uh-huh. Monday, just it wasn't the same. People could go out, take the day off on Thursday, mm-hmm. take the day off Friday, go out, watch games. He had also St. Patrick's Day involved. There was a lot of things that kind of worked together, but... It felt normal. It felt yeah. like a real tournament once again. That was a part of it. But 44%, that's, that's significant. Big. That's month to month. And it keeps growing. In, indeed it does. Knock on well, this <laughs> desk. It's not wood. What is this, acrylic? It's something like that. Anyways. Uh, so let's get to the nightcap. And I guess we should start with the end of the game. After the final buzzer had gone off and the T-Wolves have advanced to take on Memphis uh, as the seven seed, so seven versus two series. Um now, full disclosure, I at the end of the third quarter, I checked out. I hit to record and watch. You didn't the, make it to I the end. I didn't make it to midnight. Oh, old man Miller. Yeah, no, couldn't do it. Um, it's an actual NBA team that you watched all yeah, year long. Yeah, I know. I was kind of disappointed in myself, but not really. I wanted to go to sleep, uh, <laughs> so I did. And I got up this morning, and and you know, before I got into Twitter, I watched the. Um, and the, you know what the beauty of it is? It's just blasting through the commercials. Oh, absolutely. Right, and you know how basketball slows mm-hmm. down down the stretch, but 
the big talker after the game was the uh, inside the NBA set, right? Oh, they were clowning the T Wolves. They big really time. were, yeah. Trent. And you know what? And I love that show. Mm-hmm. Barkley, Shaq, Kenny the Jet. And he, I was laughing with him. At the, you're laughing with them, but you know what? When I got there, you know, I have no problem with how the T-Wolves did it. Trend, I can't, act like you've been there. They've never been there. Right. They don't know how to act. This hasn't happened for this organization. This is their second playoff since 2004. We're talking right. 19 years. And the last time they were there, it was very short order mm-hmm. with uh, Jimmy Butler and company, what, 2019. They haven't been there. No. And as they were laughing and clowning and everything else, I was laughing with them, but I was also pissed. I'm like, shut up, because right. you're right. They hadn't been there. No, and this was a, this was as much about the fan base mm-hmm. enjoying the moment and exercising those playoff ineptitude demons that they've carried around. Pat Beverly, we've talked about him all year. You hate him if you're playing oh. against him. You love him if he's on your team. Mm-hmm. And you could see the appreciation from the Timberwolves fans and, and, and ants get crawling up on the table and being beside him. I mean, if you don't know... Uh, if you don't follow the NBA, and I get it, Iowa, you don't. <laughs> right. We don't. And if it wouldn't be for the T-Wolves, we wouldn't. Um, so you might not know just how good of a player this kid is, but this is just unbridled emotion. This is youth versus, mm-hmm. in his case, right? Common Beverly can never be considered young. He's not. No. Um, but it was it was maybe his... Arrival on a national stage. Now, I saw something. I don't know if it's true or not. I saw it. Uh, it was an NBA guy that reported this. This was the first T-Wolves game on national TV this year. Yeah. And, in fact, after the game in the uh, on the court when they were talking to – was it Beverly they were talking to after the game? I can't remember who it was. No, it was uh, it was Russell. And Russell who was said, really good in his own right. Yes, he was. Absolutely. And he said, this is the first time on national TV. Yes. This was important for us. Those are the kind of things. that You're not on national TV. Yeah, that's right. Throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. Good team, best mm-hmm. offensive team in the league this year. And really good defensively early. And you're a playoff team now. You're officially in with the victory there. And a little chip on their shoulder. Yeah. It was all those things that make sport great. Mm-hmm. And yes, I had a rooting interest. It's a team that I quote-unquote root for. Sure. Look, my fandom for the T-Wolves is different than pretty much any other Right. Team. If you had to give up one of your right. fandoms, it right. would- but T-Wolves would probably be the first They're go, right? just a nudge ahead of the Wild. Yeah. Those are way okay. down the list, yeah. though. You know, it, it is the Bears and the Twins and the Hawkeyes, and those are at mm-hmm. the top of my list. And there's a big gap right. when we get here. But I still had a rooting interest, and I was fist-pumping, and I was hollering. And my buddy I always tell you about that lives up there, the single mm-hmm. dude, he was, of course, at the game because he's always at the game if there's a big one. And he's sending pictures, and we're texting back and forth. And just, I was into it last night. <laughs> and that, for me... A kind of T-Wolves fan, for all right. intents and purposes. And now, somebody that's had season tickets. Yeah. Somebody that has been there. Somebody that watches all 82. Somebody that's been invested like yep. that. And then and you're clowning them afterwards. a lot of bad basketball. Oh, you've seen a ton right. of bad basketball. But because of the name on the front of your jersey, you're, you're not giving up on your squad. You got your payoff last night. Absolutely. Let them enjoy it. And that was, again, this was the fans. This was for the fans. How the Yeah, the players enjoyed it. Maybe they got caught up in it, too. But the fan base just not egged them on, but just took it to another level. I was happy for them. I have no problem with what they did. And Beverly, he is... A pain in the ass is what he is. It's just the way that he got Marcus Morris, uh-huh. and he sh- Morris should have been ejected. 
You saw the play, right? Yes, yes. That the ref came in and called a double. He technical. did, he did. But then they went under. Then they and they looked at it and they did. I think they got it right because Beverly started it. He did. And if he wouldn't have, and if he wouldn't have slapped his arm away at the beginning, mm-hmm. probably don't. But yeah, I get your point because he did. But that's it's always the second guy that gets caught, right? And now you go into a series against Memphis, who is great, yeah, but young, and have never been there. And now you have Beverly uh-huh. doing his crap that he yep. does, and it's crap. I mean, it is. You, he you gets under it. your skin. If he's not on your team, uh-huh. you hate him. Right. You despise him. And until this year, I hated him. Right. And now, I love the dude. Why not? But that young team, 23 mm-hmm. years old, that is the average age of the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you got this old, wily veteran right. that's doing every With little trick. With a bunch trick. of young guys coming, too. And there's going to be games where you're going to see Edwards is going to win a game in this series. Yeah. I think he is. And I think Cat can win a game in this series. Well, he won't. But look, he had a terrible night. He was night. brutal. He was awful. His first basket came with, what, seven minutes left in the third quarter. Made, what, he's four for four for three free throw. Two for two in the first half. Then he got back to the line, made his two, and then very quickly after that, finally uh, got his first field goal. Uh, but he can't play that badly again, Trent. No. He, he, this, is, this is one of the game's best players. Yeah. And against the front line... Of Memphis. Mm-hmm. They got Jaron Jackson, the former Michigan State yep. guy, who's a great stretch five. I mean, he's a great shooter, coupled with a really athletic dude inside. They got uh, the the Aussie, uh, big guy, played for OKC forever. Steven Adams. Oh, yeah. He's there, too. The tattoos, he's, yeah. He's the only veteran that they have. I mean, that's going to be a difficult matchup for him, but he's got to come. And the thing that drives me nuts about Carl Anthony Towns is he whines and complains yeah. about Everything. Yeah, and that, that it was more than last night. You're right. He, it, it's all the time mm-hmm, with him. And mm-hmm. this, you can't do that. You just can't. And that's why I thought they were cooked early on when yeah. he was playing that way. Well, the first quarter, they were awful. It, brutal. Yeah. And he's playing terrible and never got it going really at any point. Gets the fifth foul, all right, he goes to the bench, comes back in with just over nine minutes left and gets a foul right away. Mm-hmm. It just, you can't afford that. If, nope. if Minnesota's going to win the series, and Barkley, he took the T Wolves. And yeah. also, I think Shaq, they both took Minnesota uh, last night. I stayed up and watched that thing. Again, longest I've certainly watched all season. And I love inside the NBA, but I, I stayed with it until probably 12.30 last night. Was, I was going to say, is that what time they... Wow, 12.30, it's yeah. a late night for you. Pull in an all-nighter. Oh, it, it was worth it, though. Yeah. What a fun night of basketball. No, it really was. D'Angelo Russell was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, if you watch sports long enough or you're going to see something you've never seen in your lives, right? And We saw it last night. With the lady who glued herself to the floor. Fill me in here because I was not on Twitter during that time. What What's the story? Was so there a story behind yes. it? Yes. I, I don't know if they've come out and identified her as a PETA member. But you know oh. this bird flu that's that's, that's hitting the, um, the Midwest? I don't. You know, okay, so well, um, I guess... Um, what are they called? Egg producers uh-huh. are having to destroy millions of chickens because of the bird flu. Okay. All right, this is uncharted territory on any show I've ever been part of. Here we of. go. <laughs> right? As we get into this. Um, but Glenn Taylor, apparently the owner or the former owner of the T-Wolves, um, I guess he's got Chicken farms or chicken okay. ranch? No, no, chicken ranches in Nevada. What would you call these? That's a bunny ranch. That's a bunny ranch. Those are chicken ranches. Is there a bunny ranch? It's a bunny ranch. It's a bunny ranch. Well, you would know. Um, Why me? <laughs> so, 
it's a PETA thing. Okay. She she doesn't want the chickens to die, apparently. Uh-huh. She, she has some uh, printing on her shirt about Glenn Taylor burning something. Um, but she glued her hand to the floor. She glued her hand to the floor underneath the basket, and they couldn't get her out. It delayed the game for like three or four minutes while they finally figured out how to come unglued. Get her unglued from the floor of an NBA basketball game. I Again, you watch sport, you're going to see something right? different all the time. You know, if you, if you go and run and glue yourself to second base, you get a new base and she walks off holding the base, right? Right, right. Um, can't you can't do that with the floorboard. You can't do that Unless with you're the floor. at the final four. Right. It was just, it was just b- bizarre is what it was. And you know what? I think in the long run, it helped the T-Wolves because at the end of the second half, they, they were making their comeback a little bit because mm-hmm. they played so awful in the first quarter. Yes. And in the second quarter, they're making their comeback, and they looked as though, you know what, okay, they made a nice comeback, but Clippers are going to go on a bit of a... And it stopped the game for a period of time and gave them, essentially, both teams, but the Timberwolves needed it more, in my opinion, an extended timeout while they got the nut job off the floor. <laughs> Can you find her on Twitter? I, I, I haven't seen anything. I, oh, she's all over it. She's you, got something yes. written on her shirt. You explained it, I think, well, though. I, and now, I, yes. Yeah, I got my ranches mixed up. <laughs> chicken ranch. Yeah. It's not a chicken. It is a bunny ranch. It is a bunny ranch. Anyways, it's 1021. Um, but, but the game itself, remarkable. Good for the t Well, It's going to be fun to watch this team. And here's the other thing about him, I think, Trent. I don't think that this is a one-off. Mm-hmm. I think with this group, with the team control that they have of all this young talent, Vanderbilt's better than he was last night. You know, he's a good player, too. Yes. Um, Beasley is a three-point specialist. Vanderbilt, the way that he defends, mm-hmm. I mean, they got pieces here. It's really they exciting do. about what they can build in and one of the game's best young superstars. A superstar who was taken first overall in what was considered the worst draft in NBA history. And Anthony Edwards was, boy, oh boy, he's a good player. When he went on that little spurt there, those three-point baskets, I think he had three in a row in the, in the was it second quarter, third quarter. Uh, anyways, um, just absolutely needed. Russell was bad as everybody was in the first quarter, and he was just pouring it on late. They got a good team. They got a good coach. No, Finch, if this would not have gone well, and Cap following out with nine mm-hmm. minutes left, he would have got plenty of arrows. Yeah, probably. If that would have yeah. ended in a loss and they didn't mm-hmm. have the comeback, which happened as soon, basically as soon as Cat went off the floor, mm-hmm. he would have hurt a lot. And I think that would have been a big part of the uh, inside the NBA after the game. How about this? Open up the DraftKings account right now. Yes, yes, yes. Memphis, of course, the favorite in the series. They're minus 330. Could I interest you in the Timberwolves plus 260 to win the series? Yes. Me too. Absolutely. I, the, I, you could. This is a community play. You uh-huh. and I are going to play this together. Well, I've got the Timberwolves at ninety to one and one hundred and fifty. No, seventy-five to one and one hundred and fifty to one. One hundred and fifty to win the, the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, seventy-five to one, I think, to win the West. So you can hedge a little I bit. I will if, be get if they get a series, even. Yes, you can start hedging I, that without and absolutely a doubt. make a without pretty, a doubt pretty tidy profit. You know what I could see, and I'll just I'll end it on this point. And, and Finch is a good coach, but but Ryan Saunders is still he's, oh, he's, his fingerprints all over that team. Oh, geez. You and Ryan Saunders. <laughs> Your hope for the next Iowa State coach. What now a terrible right take guy, that was. TJ, TJ they did, yeah. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. It's all right. Speaking of that, Tristan Anaruna, um, he has made it official. He's uh, entering the transfer portal. He's going to have to sit out unless he gets a waiver and be 
and I'm surprised if he does, but stranger things have happened. Uh, not sure, um, you know, what uh, what level he's going to uh, go to, but uh, now that's what three straight years from mm-hmm. Kansas to uh, to Ames to wherever he ends up. Um, Noah Carter is in the SEC with going Mizzou. to Mizzou. How yeah, about that little clip. Decently close to home. I mean, drivable for his family and everything there. And yeah, he'll be with the new coaching staff yeah. there, Dennis Gates, who did a really good job at Cleveland State. And people are excited about down there. Missouri's a basketball program. It's got a lot of history. Mm-hmm. I think they have the most wins all time, never to reach a Final Four. And some good teams that have gone down. But they lost as a two seed to Norfolk State, what, about 10 years back? And well, of course, you and I got him back in the early 90s in a 3 14 matchup. But yeah, good program, good fit, I think, for him. He'll score. Can he play defense? The SEC, we'll see. Right, it's never been exactly the calling card for Noah Carter, but he'll put points up and good building blocks certainly for the future of that one. And now we wait. Two things: AJ Green still out there. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with AJ Green? The second one: Gabe Kalsher. Well, he's on Twitter this morning, and he was uh, he reached out to Anaruna just to wish him well on Twitter. But he hasn't made an official. No, announcement. he has not. He has not. What's the holdup there? I any, don't know. Any and, speculation? Anything no, you've heard? The, the, yes, I've heard a bunch that, that he's coming back. That's and they don't too, understand yeah. why he's waiting to make his announcement. It's weird. Yeah, kind of is because I mean I don't think that um, if he's waiting for NBA feedback, I probably right. already know the answer to that. Right. Can't shoot. Right. They don't um, take guys that... Yeah, no. Look, he's a great defender. And he, and there was a big role for him on this team mm-hmm. next year. Big, big role for this team. And he had a big role in, the, in last year's team. Uh, but and got it going. When, I mean, he had his moments he offensively. Did. You can't deny that. It was better late. As, as the season went on into March, he had some of his better shooting days. But he's a great defensive player. By all accounts, pretty good teammate. And um, everything I'm hearing is... Is he's coming back? Is the role dissipating? Hey, you're not going to play 32 minutes a game. This you know, year. I don't know if that'll be the case or not. You know, it's they're really excited about the kid from Minnesota coming mm-hmm. in, and maybe that's hey, you're still going to play a lot, but it's not going to be 32 minutes and roll it. He says, "All right, do I want to come back and maybe even have to give up a starting role?" I don't know about that, but I'm sure those are conversations that are probably happening. Yeah, but you know how TJ's is his his teams like to play defense mm-hmm. and he's going to see the floor. Yes, there's <laughs> he's, no doubt. He's going to get his minutes. Might not be 32, but there'll be a bunch of them there for him. Uh so we're just we're just waiting on that. And as you mentioned AJ Green when his decision comes what it's going to be. I know he's um wait uh, searching are seeking, rather, for that uh, NBA feedback. All right, we're going to head to Lincoln. Stephen M. Sipple. We'll speak with Sipple. We're going to do some Hawkeye stuff at 11.05. We will head to Chicago with Cappy at 11.30. Cubs got a win. Boy, this Suzuki's really one of the stories of MLB yes, so far. Yes, he is. Whew. I liked him coming in the air, and I got him on both my fantasy teams. Did like you? That. Well yes. done. Yeah. So was he a power guy before? He, I know I didn't know anything about him. I think the kind of the estimates was twenty five to thirty. Oh, kind that of many. Would, okay. Yeah, it would be kind of the All top right. range. That's not an Ichiro type type of guy. He yep. had some pop in him. Also, was a Matsui, not a bomber for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. but just a, a solid offensive player. You'd hope for 25 to 30 home runs in a year where he plays the whole year, hit 280, mm-hmm. steal 10, 12 bags, something like Doesn't that. That was chase pitches, Trent. That's no. one thing about him. He has got, He's got a great eye. Great command of yep. the strikes. Yep. He understands no it. And making that leap, and we've seen plenty of guys that have made the com- the jump over from the Japanese league and really struggled. Mm-hmm. Not the case here. He looks no, like he right knows out the game. Of the shoot. Yes. I mean, boom. Uh, we'll take a break. Off to Lincoln, we shall go. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Busy second hour of the program coming up. Uh, Trends play of the day. What'd you do yesterday? I know you split in the NBA. Three and one. You're, yeah. So your T Wolves were your only loss, only correct? Only loss. I'll take that one. Yeah.
yeah, right. Team you root for actually yes. um, won. Didn't help you betting wise, but uh, team wise, fandom wise, certainly didn't work out. Uh, worked out well. We'll take our time out. We will come back. Stephen Sipple on Nebraska football and basketball with Sip Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three Park. <laughs> It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk corn huskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, welcome back. 1035, as much as I love baseball season, I can't wait till we're hearing that intro on a weekly Uh basis. That means college football will be here, and our next guest will be with us on a weekly basis. He's Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Where it was 91 degrees yesterday afternoon, Sip. Is that right? I saw Callahan tweeted, 91 degrees in Lincoln late in the afternoon. Yeah, it seemed like it was was that for a very short time. Now it's back to 50. Yeah, it was, there was a swing. 60-degree swing. It was Jeez. about 32 degrees. Right now. It's so strange. It really is. Yeah, it was 90 degrees, and the wind was blowing about 50 miles an hour. Yeah, so. yeah well, we got it, too. We got up to, I think, uh, 80 or so downtown Des Moines anyways. Uh, we don't want to talk weather. We want to talk sports with you. Sip, you're an NBA guy. What did you think of last night's game, Sip? Uh, are you buying Brooklyn? Uh, I mean, yeah, and I, I did watch both games. My buying Brooklyn. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna. Uh, I mean, I think I think the prevailing sentiment last night was Kyrie and Durant had to play really, really, really well for them to get past Cleveland. I don't know if I'm buying them or not. The supporting cast, uh, I like them. I'm a big Durant fan. I love I love it when Kyrie's playing well. But Boston plays really good defense. It's hard. It's hard to. For me to pick Brooklyn over Boston right now. Yeah, you like my uh, partner Trent Con. He says mm-hmm. essentially the exact same thing. Yeah, and as far as I mean, it was great seeing Minneapolis, city of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. go up to that level. It was, you guys watched it. Was yep. Super loud in the Target Center. Uh, that's a real team. I mean, that forty-six. What they they get, they win forty-six this year. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I was a little surprised Minneapolis was able to win. When I, well, I went to bed at halftime, and Cat had four fouls. I thought, that, I don't know how they're going to do that, but they pulled it off, so that's good. So it must be something about us old guys yeah, going to bed Game's over. I'm with you, Sip. Well, I wasn't with you, but you know what I mean? I uh, cashed in early as well. Well, let's talk Nebraska, shall we? We do want to get to basketball, but let's start with football. Spring game is come and gone. By the way, JT Daniels is just transferred from Georgia. He's into the Big 12. He's at West Virginia. So West Virginia picks up former Hawkeye Joe Toussaint on the hardwood yesterday and JT Daniels. Must be something about West Virginia as a destination amongst trans. Transfers in both sports. Uh, so, what um, your takeaways from spring football, Sip? Before we kind of delve into it a little bit, uh, from uh, thirty-five thousand feet, you're just overall what you what happened this spring? Uh for Nebraska, yeah, I would. Yeah, well, it was really interesting. It was a really interesting spring because they have a lot of new faces. They have they had sixteen new scholarship players in camp, 
so you're kind of wondering which guys uh, were able to, oh, let's just say, rise to the top of the depth chart. I think they got some pretty good players. I'm not going to I'm not going to mention all of them, but there are guys that Iowa fans should be cognizant of. And Casey Thompson, of course, mm-hmm. leaves the list at quarterback. They have a good they, they got a good receiver from LSU named Trey Palmer, who will be, I imagine, their top receiver. Um, and they're running back. They got a good running back. They got a running back that looks like he's like an Iowa type running back, like a Wisconsin type running back named Anthony Grant, uh, 5'11", 210 pounds. You know, now that we're we're talking about that, he does remind me of Goodson a little bit. Does he? Puff. Yeah, he does. He does. He's he's a tough inside runner, but got has speed, good speed, uh, great stop and go. I mean, he, stop and go is really good. He gets to sixty miles an hour really quickly. He looks like he could be the starting running back. And then they got a kid named Tommy Hill at corner. Who didn't start? He wasn't with the first team defense in the spring game. But I imagine he will be by the time it's all over. He's a cornerback transfer from ASU. Those are the main guys. So Casey Thompson, you mentioned him. Is it his yeah. job? I mean, is is he lock, stock, and barrel? He's going to be the starter. Injury aside, when we trot out there in September. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Was, There's was quite a lot of talk around here. He only played. Basically two series, two series in one play, and only threw four passes. So that that tells you pretty much all you need to know, right? I mean, in a it, yeah, I mean he's the guy. Um, Chubba Purdy is a transfer from Florida State who actually missed much of the spring, or he wasn't full go much of the spring. He practiced in a limited way until the final week of spring, and then Chubba Purdy. Looked pretty good in spring game, and and those yeah, I'd say two transfer quarterbacks look to me like come August they'll be one two. But yeah, it'd be hard to it'd be hard it'd be hard for anybody to unseat Casey Thompson at this point. That's what it looks like to me now. Now that's not what Scott Frost has said. He said the competition is ongoing and all that. Coach speak, <laughs> but come on, I mean they pulled Casey Thompson out of that that touch football game they played on Saturday really fast. Yeah, yeah Chubb Purdy, where did he start? Louisville before he went to Florida State and uh, and on to uh, Nebraska courses. <laughs> His brother set all the records at uh, Iowa State, Brock Purdy, so we'll see if uh, what kind yeah. of career he has yeah. in Chubba. Um So, Sip, what's kind of the um, – let's get let's get to Scott Frost. And, and you know, he, we, he survived. He's still there, obviously. Uh, Trev Alberts uh, uh, has come in. We'll get to Hoiberg in a second as he took a, a pay cut. Cut, apparently to stay, but want to pick your brain on that. Is, is this a year where there needs to be, you know, there needs the, the, the if the results aren't there, if there isn't postseason this year for uh, the football program, it, we got to be coming to the end, right? This is an important year for Scott Frost and his Nebraska uh, tenure? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how he could possibly survive another non-bowl season. I you never know, but no. I mean, he's, Scott's fifteen and twenty-nine, and it would feel it. I think most again, nobody knows what the mark is that he has to hit. Trev, Trev isn't going to say that. Hardly any AD would. Right? Although you got Bill Moose to say it a couple of years ago. <laughs> Moose, 
but he wasn't talking about what needed to happen. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He was. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, an ultimatum. Not for. Yeah. yeah, not for a guy to keep his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, but it seems like six would be a minimum, and I don't even know if six would do it. Again, fifteen and twenty-nine, coming off of a three and nine. Um, people are expecting more. The schedule, and and if you guys look at the schedule. Whereas last season it was unwieldy, it was really tough. It, really it was, was tough going in, and then when the season got started, it seemed like it got tougher. You know, you didn't think Michigan State and Michigan would be as good as they were, for instance. Um, this year, this year's pretty manageable. If he can't, if Nebraska can't get seven or eight, yeah, you'd have to think really seriously about making a trouble. He will think really seriously about making a move. He slashed. Eight million out of Frost salary structure. Um, Frost brought in four new coaches, five new coaches, I guess. Four new four new coaches on offense and a special teams coordinator who was promoted from within. So it's a different look. But no, I mean the, the hey, he's got to get it going quickly. You got to get it going quickly. Play Northwestern and Dublin, and you got to get it going pretty quick. Sip, I saw some fans online after the spring game a little disappointed. Showed up again, 55000 for a spring game, but wasn't even a spring game. You, you mentioned it was, what, a glorified touch football practice. There wasn't a whole lot there. Some upset fans about that wanted to see more of a game. Is it just the way of the world? And, well, A, people have a, an opportunity to vent on social media. And secondly, just how different spring football is today. Yeah, it's a conundrum. Nebraska's in a bit of, bit of a fix. Um, it's always been the spring game became a tradition here. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, I'm trying to. I mean, I really, I remember the first year of Bill Callahan is when I think there was eighty thousand people there, and it was becoming a big deal all over the country. Really, and that was kind of the interest has waned mm-hmm. a little bit in these things. In fact, right now Nebraska is number one. You know, fifty-five thousand. I don't know if anybody will top that. The next best right now, before all the spring games are complete, is Clemson. At thirty-five thousand. Now, the, yeah, the issue is what do you what do you do? Nebraska is pretty; they're pretty banged up this spring. Scott didn't want to take any chances with injuries, so they play. They literally played, you know, touch football um, in the first half with the first unit guys, upper unit guys. And then in the second half, they played tackle live, uh, but it was lower unit guys mostly. Um, so, and yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, come on, I mean, you're watching, you're not watching when you're not watching them tackle, it's really hard, hard to get anything from and It's not particularly entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and people do remember, I mean, they used when not, you know, during the Osborne years, Solich years, they revved it up. I mean, it was, a, it was, it played live football. It was, it was all, it was pretty entertaining. Yes, way of the world is entered into it. That's part of it. But I think more germane to this discussion was Nebraska was without a lot of guys. Um, and they couldn't really afford to lose some guys at certain positions. They're not they're not as deep as they once were. So a lot of it came down to that, too. Sip, uh, basketball in a second. Just one more in football, Trent, unless you've got another one. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the game in Ireland, North, uh, the Open against Northwestern. I guess it's week zero. It's actually in August, which is great. Um, 
What uh, have you heard anything as far as um, fans making uh, making the trek over there? Is it pretty popular? Sip. Have, what What have you heard as far as Husker Nation uh, snapping up plane tickets to get over to Ireland? I not. I wouldn't say there's been a huge rush. I don't know an exact number, unfortunately. And, and the the fact I don't know a, a number is probably telling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there hasn't been anything that. I don't think there hasn't been a huge rush. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they're definitely playing the game. There was some talk here for a while that, you know, during when the pandemic was more formidable a few weeks ago, there was some concern about it. And even even with what's happening in, in the Ukraine, it was there's there was some talk about that, too. But it's on. They're going. They're playing. It's not perfect. Hey, man. This is not a great deal for Nebraska. If you guys think about the conversation we just had, um, where Nebraska, <laughs> think about it. I, it's really interesting to me. Frost has to win that first game. Thought he had to beat Illinois so, last so what year. What do you yep. do? Yeah. You, you, you know, you got to do your sightseeing. Yeah. You know, you're taking a bunch of kids over to Dublin. And the preference would be hey, now we're not going to sightsee today. We have practice and we're going to practice and then we're going to. You know, then we're going to rest, and then we're going to, we're going to get ready for Northwestern. But it's, it, Scott would never say that. But this is not ideal for Nebraska. Nebraska's in a. I hope your your fans over there understand. It's pretty tense over here right now. <laughs> um, it's it's not like a that a sightseeing trip is the most. It's not the most opportune time for Nebraska. So it's pretty funny, in my opinion, in a way. But I, I'm glad I'm not the head coach and have to deal with it. Um, but, yeah, they, they're going to Dublin to play Northwestern in the opener, and it's a big, pretty big ordeal. And they got to win the game. Yep. I mean, that's it. they they got to win that game. They, they remember last year how they started yeah. off bad against Illinois? Mm-hmm. And it set the tone. You can't have that now. I mean, it's just – it's almost a must-win at the start of the schedule, which is weird to say. No, you're 100% but, right. But I think people have to understand the situation here. He has to probably get to seven or eight to retain his job. It's going to be a long, long flight back regardless, but if you put an L and you're at 1-1, oh, oh boy. Whoa, just whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. imagine getting off to that kind of start in August. Hey, Sip, we wrap up with a little basketball Showed some signs of life. Hoyers, yeah. Got that win against Wisconsin before that. It beat Penn State and Ohio State. Did it all on the road. Loose to Northwestern, the Big Ten tournament. But, all right, maybe a little bit of buzz, a little bit of positivity going. But then the offseason happens. McGowan's gone. Where's Hoiberg at? And speaking of maybe dead man walking, is it the same case here for Hoiberg uh, going into next season? Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty rough. I mean, I don't know. The, the the thing that people have to understand is his record. His record in the Big Ten is 9-50, and 50, okay? <laughs> it's remarkable, okay? That's a remarkable record. It's a record nobody envisioned after three seasons. 9-50. and 50. Now, I, I don't know what to say sometimes about it. I, it's, it's that remarkable. Yeah, they did, but they did. They did. Man. They, they beat Ohio State in Columbus, and they went to Wisconsin and won without Bryce McGow. Um, and then, you know, but, but it was a, you know, they folded up. 
quickly at the Big Ten tournament. There wasn't much. There's not much good to report here, guys. There's just not. Um, he made some staff changes. Got rid of his his top recruiter, his only recruiter. I mean, right, Abdul Masi. Yeah, Matt Abdul Masi. Yeah. Fred had a very unique approach in that he had an assistant coach in Matt Abdul Masi who did no coaching. I wouldn't even go to. Wasn't even at practice. <laughs> he was a you know, or he may, if he was there, he wasn't participating. Um, but he was the recruiter. He was the only recruiter. The only guys, the, the other guys, the other coaches didn't recruit. Now that's obviously changed to a more conventional style with Abdel Masi gone. Now, how it all will it all look? I don't know. I mean, at Nebraska, over the years, we do this thing a lot of saying, "Well, wait, reinforcements are on the way. Look at these, look at these uh, decorated recruits coming in." That sort of, you know, we've been burned so many times by that that it's hard to play that. It's hard for even a coach that's just, you know, Fred's still pretty popular, you know, but it's hard for even Fred to play that card now. So everybody's just kind of been a wait and see. Um, pretty beaten down over here, guys. It's been remarkably rough, I would say. Hey, it's been a very interesting time to be a Nebraska sports ride. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, look, at as we said at the beginning, can't wait till we're doing this on a weekly basis. Not that we want to oh, wish God. the summer months away uh, by any means. Uh, you do. Well, I kind of do. I yeah. want to get to Chicago, Sip, so I can see the whites of your eyes at Big Ten Media Days. Um, yeah. It's going to yeah. be in Chicago, right? Have you heard? I, You know, I, I don't know for sure. In fact, we were talking about that yesterday, India or Chicago. I don't know which one it is right now. Well, we'll know soon. Good stuff, Stephen M. Simple. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, down the road. All right. Have a great, have a great rest of the day, and thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you, Stephen Simple, Lincoln Journal Star. As we catch up with our friends to the west, it's got to be tough over there. Oh man, that's brutal. Sounds beat down. Oh. Baseball team maybe not exceeding expectations, and. You know, baseball is important over there, too. It is, absolutely is. We'll take our time out, come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, final couple of minutes, first hour of the program, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A busy second hour coming up. At the bottom of the hour, we will talk to our buddy David Kaplan uh, from Chicago, uh, MSN, or NBC Sports Chicago, and, of course, ESPN 1000 for Cap. His show, his TV show, was preemptive. They made him do it online yesterday. Oh, really? What a waste of time. Don't you think? No. I mean, you're doing a TV show and you can't watch it on TV. Just give him the day off. All right, old man Miller. Well, I never, it bothered the hell out of me before when we had Westwood One over here. Yeah. And um, we had a sales guy. He just wanted to air commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you're not getting the day off. We've got to run your spot. So they made Murph and Andy and, and um, uh, I don't know who was working with time, do our show online only. During the first two days of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I know I'm bitching about not being able to watch sports. That's and what it is. And I do talk about them for, yeah. so it's a pretty good gig. I get it. Um, 
But online, does anybody really? Yes. You really think yes, so? Yes, absolutely. I guess. Where's the world going right now? Streaming. Sadly, streaming. Yes. Sadly, streaming. That's where the world is turning. Mm-hmm. Did you try to flip on Apple TV and watch the no, Friday night presentation? I did not. I didn't. Are you going to? Well, for football, we have to. Right. No, that's Amazon. That's Amazon. But it's the same deal, right? It's streaming. Did you room. watch Apple? Did you get Apple TV? We don't have Apple TV. And I think there was a free preview. Didn't even try it. You got to draw the line somewhere, right? There's only so many apps out there, I think, anyways. It feels that way, but the way of the world. Yeah. Don't like it, kicking and screaming, but All here right. we go. All right, hour number two coming up next. David Eicholt, the Hawks football program, afforded a media avail yesterday. We'll pick his brain on that. And then David Kaplan, Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.